Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. We've got a really fun show for you guys. Obviously, we've got to talk about the KD stuff. Turn we also it up. have a Let's very go. special guest <laughs> that stopped by earlier, Dwayne Washington Jr. for an exclusive interview. But before we get into all of that, how are you guys doing? I am a hell of a lot better than Steve Nash and Sean Marks this morning. <laughs> I'm not pulling that knife out of my back. So. <laughs> I mean, they got job security. What's wrong? <laughs> we'll get into it. Oh, we'll get but into I, it. I will say this. I'm a little di- I'm a little, I'm a little, sad. Why? Why? I feel like every uh, the last two weeks, every time we come on, because my first ever crush passed away oh yesterday yeah i remember when i was seven years old and i watched let's get physical let's get by olivia newton john and glad she didn't sound like that (laughs) um and i was like oh i have feelings that i've never felt before what is this that was my first crush olivia newton john you learned something about me today that is that is sad not that she was your first crush. That she <laughs> well, that's sad. That was sad for her. No. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know. Espo. But yeah, I mean, and then the breast cancer, like, oh, yeah, that, that just I believe it was tragic. your third time having breast cancer <sighs> too. Tough. <sighs> Way to bring out down the uh, no, energy. I was though. like about to say, yeah, I'm speaking doing great. of Australians, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Yeah, no, <laughs> too early for the plug. <laughs> Okay, I literally don't know what to say to this because it was, it's just, it's a lot. Okay, so back to Suns News. (laughs) We've got movement on Mm -hmm. the Kevin Durant front. Obviously, last week there were reports that KD was going to meet with Josiah, and they did. They Mm -hmm. had the conversation, and Sham Sharania tweeted out, Sources, Kevin Durant informed Josiah that he does not have faith in the Nets' direction. The meeting was described as transparent and professional with a clear message. Keep me or the GM and the coach. I'm just glad he didn't say let's get physical. (laughs) How do you guys feel about this? I can't. We got to stop with okay. Olivia maybe Newton-John we should have just reset the show. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to everybody because apparently stop. Olivia Newton-John was way too much for everybody to handle. Yeah. Nobody really knows where to go with this. It's Listen, not Olivia Newton-John. The, the it was thing, the stories you told the, around it that were awkward. What was, what was awkward? That she was my first crush. I had feelings that I've never felt before. Like, yeah. sir, I didn't need to know That's that. That's what happens when you have your first I crush, Lindsay. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome into the PHNX Sun Show live. This is Lindsay. I'm Saul. This is Espo and Gerald. How's everybody doing today? Hey, we're doing fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, KD. Oh, man. <laughs> Things go off the rails too fast. Man. It took two seconds. Gerald, um, how do you feel about the Kevin Durant situation? I mean, I feel like this is not quite the going nuclear option that we've talked about but it's a step in that direction it's making it clear it's me or these two guys and that's quite a precedent to set if you're to fire a gm and a head coach to keep a player um especially when you're not really all that close to winning a championship right now like they just don't have the roster for it so i think this is obviously good news um and it was interesting to see the fallout from that meeting um, which didn't take very long to come about Look, to me, this was the politely nuclear option. This was Katie saying, I'm making my demand, please, but not really please. I'm just going to, you know, there's, he put Josiah in a corner. He backed him into a corner and made it very clear, I'm not coming back because he knows Josiah isn't going to fire his general manager who reportedly had just gotten a a contract extension and he's not going to fire his head coach right now. It's just not going to happen. Josiah is very, from what we've heard, is drama averse, right? He does not like drama. He said he'd rather win 40 games with a good group of guys than 60 with uh, with a, a drama-filled roster. So this was Kevin Durant backing him into a corner. KD knew what he was doing. This is 
the nice nuclear option. It is. <clears throat> There's no other way to go about it. Like, it, it is exactly what, what Espo said. It, KD is going to force his way out of Brooklyn. I, I feel like if to, if there's nothing else we learned from this situation, it was that. I, I don't see a scenario where he goes back to Brooklyn. Um, you know, obviously there's more things we're going to discuss here in, in the short term, but I, I think KD has made up his mind, and I think he feels very strongly about it. Um, and KD is, has not been the type to really waffle. Uh, once he lets everybody in on the secret, he – basically owns up to that secret and he does it. Um, so I, I I believe that we've seen KD's last days in a Brooklyn Nets jersey for sure. You know what I'm curious to know? I just want to know like what it is that has made Steve Nash and a lot of the players on the Nets but head so much. Because we, we've heard reports <laughs> about them not getting along for a while now and I'm just I don't know. I'm just kind of like, what is it? What's happening? I've heard rumors they don't think he's a very good coach, that he's not really the guy running the show. Some of the assistant coaches have. There was some staff that was let go. It's a a myriad of things. And really, it's sad because I think Steve Nash went there to do Sean Marks a favor, and his relationship with KD was in part why Mm-hmm. He did it because he and KD had a good relationship in Golden State and KD signed off on it. So this whole thing is a weird, just a weird drama. Lots of bizarre turns in this. Uh, but I think this is KD going on 34 and I got to figure out how I can win another title. And it ain't happening here in Brooklyn. So I think I think maybe the, the impression is that Steve is a good um, he's not a good ideas guy. Right. He's not a good creator of of uh, concepts that will help uh, enable guys like Katie or, or other guys around Katie to excel at a higher level. He's basically just putting all of his weight on on the fact that Katie and Kyrie are unique talents and hoping that that all works itself out. And so I don't believe that that he's confident that this is a, a good coaching staff. And I and f- somehow, some way, things have gotten completely out of hand with their relationship, and now Katie's like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. If it's going to be crazy, at least let it be a good crazy, and at least, you know, at, at least the coach could be in control of the crazy. You can deal with that. But if the coach has no control and crazy's going all over the place and things seem out of whack, then you yourself are a little unnerved and don't feel like there's any control that you have and you want out of that situation. I totally get it. It is kind of funny that KD kind of approved the Nash hire and was a big part of that, and now he's not a fan of that hire. But I do think that this is part of the leverage of it all is he knows that the Nets probably aren't going to fire their GM and their head coach. So it's just kind of a casualty of having to lump those two in together to make his demands very clear as far as like, look, you got to trade me or you got a clean house as far as ownership is concerned. Not ownership, but... Steve Kerr is a player's coach. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe... KD thought he was going to get a version of that in Brooklyn. And then, but the thing with Steve Curry is he's a brilliant mind. Like he, and he's, and he's worked under some legendary coaches, Phil Jackson, Popovich, like, so, so he's seen it and he's done it. And so I think that's, that's the thought that KD had is that maybe now that Steve Nash can move on uh, from Steve Kerr, that he will, he will take on that same kind of legacy, and it just has not happened. This is, to me, this is the the downside uh, of player empowerment, right? Because you do everything you can to cater to your superstar, including letting him pick the coach, which then emboldens him to feel like, I can then tell you when it's time to move on from said coach because you've given me the power up front. Now, I don't... I don't know that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world, but it creates this kind of drama because it's not Sean Marks in the driver's seat. It's not Joe Sy in the driver's seat. It's Kevin Durant that's in the driver's seat. And I don't care what anybody says. There's a certain contingent of Brooklyn Nets fans that are like, he has no power in this. None, none at all. Uh, He has, it's, it's all the Nets have all the power. I'm like, bullshit. The Nets have no power in this right now, and he's slowly embarrassing them, and holding on to him does nothing, accomplishes nothing, nor does firing your coach and your GM to keep him. Yeah. Uh, Hello in the chat earlier just said, uh, Kyrie, uh, where is it? Kyrie is different, not crazy, just saying. Like, no, and I'm not just speaking about Kyrie. I'm talking about 
Ben Simmons coming into the fold and that fiasco, Harden wanting out and that fiasco. Like the Brooklyn Nets, by uh, uh, all accounts, are chaos and crazy. Like I'm not talking about one specific individual. That entire situation is just the inmates are running the asylum kind of thing. And it's just not – listen, if you're a star player like KD – at some point, you just kind of wave the white flag and say, I don't really want a part of any of this chaos. I'd rather go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, though, because he's part of the reason that it got to that way, like letting the players be in charge of what moves they want to make, pushing so hard for James Harden to come there and then having to trade him, um, you know, the Ben Simmons thing, all these different steps that they've taken have kind of been dictated a lot by the players as far as, like, we got these two superstars and here's the ideas that they have and what they want to do. And now he kind of wants out of this situation that he helped create. Like it's, it's more complex than just Katie and Kyrie ruin the nets, but it does feel like they kind of got, they went along on this ride and <laughs> now Katie's like, all right, I'm getting off now. Yeah. It's Steve Curry. got handed the Superman. What's the, what's the phrase with great uh, power comes great, power, great, great responsibility. Great responsibility. Yeah. And when 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 Steve Kerr was handed KD, Kyrie, and Harden, like the weight of the world was on his shoulders to try and get a championship, and then it just never worked out for a variety of reasons. A lot of it didn't even have to do with Steve Kerr. A lot of injuries. A lot Steve of, Nash. You know, uh, Steve right, Nash. I'm yeah. sorry, Steve Nash. A lot of injuries. Um, you know, obviously the COVID situation and not getting a shot and stuff like that. But still, that's. That's part of the deal. Like that's part of the pressure that comes but along with, with that expectation. That's on Sean Marks and Joe Sy, though. You don't put a guy who has no real coaching experience outside of being a consultant for for Golden State in the head coach's position when you're giving him that much that's combustible. Like that's you have to have a calming force. We saw that with uh, you know we've seen that throughout the NBA. You put a first time guy there that isn't uh, you know isn't hasn't been through it on a bench you're gonna create chaos like that because how was he supposed to say anything to these guys from the from word one Kyrie and KD were saying it's like we get a coach ourselves like so it never was gonna work well and if they really wanted Steve Nash then that's on the front office to compromise and be like let's get Steve Nash as a part of our coaching staff not necessarily as the head coach I would I would I would normally agree with you Espo but we have seen it work before and now the the personalities were a little bit different. Obviously, Eric Spolstra, first year head coach, when they had LeBron, uh, Bosch, and D Wade. But the difference is is that D Wade was kind of the cornerstone of that franchise, and he was like the calming presence. LeBron brought all the the, the fanfare, obviously, and Chris Bosch was kind of a, a perfect third wheel where he just wanted to put in the work and play. That first year was kind of tragic because they didn't win a championship, but then they did win two out of the next three. And so I would say it can be successful, but you have to have the right people at the right time. The difference is Spolster was on the bench as an assistant. He worked in video rooms for years. Like he wasn't Steve Nash who had consulted uh, and and hadn't been through the rigors of being a coach uh, in an organization. Spolstra had learned from Pat Riley. So it, him being a first-year head coach is different than being really – for all intents and purposes, a first-time coach as a head coach of this super team as well. Still different sitting in the seat as a head coach, no matter what where you came from, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's uh, continue on because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on within this Kevin Durant situation. So when Shams tweeted that out, he also had an article with it, and in the article he pointed out that the teams who are still in on KD are Boston, Toronto, and Miami. But... But, 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 today we got this video. When you look at the best player counter that's on the board, I think Jalen Brown would have to mm. be that. I think Hell if yeah. you can go get Scotty Barnes from Toronto, no which right now Scotty Barnes is not on the table, I think you go do that as well. Um, but as it stands right now, Jalen Brown is probably that centerpiece of a trade that makes the most sense. Uh, but, uh, you know, Toronto, Miami, Boston, I think even Phoenix, you know, could Phoenix still come up with some kind of a package around Mikhail Bridges and four, five, six first-rounders to go send another team and try to get back in this race. Because once DeAndre Ayton had his contract offer sheet from Indiana, that four-year, $133 million deal, once it was matched by Phoenix, it really created a position for 
for Phoenix, they didn't have many assets behind, besides Mikhail Bridges and a bunch of draft picks. And so we'll see where Phoenix, it, it's, it, to me, they are still very, very far behind from the rest of the pack. Um, but really, those are the three or four teams that I think can make, still poses a serious threat for Kevin. Shams doing his best Michael Jackson impersonate, moonwalking backwards as fast as he can from that original report. That felt like a mea culpa where, oh, oh, everybody yelled at me online. I guess Phoenix kind of is still in on this, you know. I just feel like he was he was talking. <clears throat> Listen, if you're not a Suns fan and you look at the packages that are potentially offered mm-hmm. and you throw in guys like Scotty Barnes, and you throw in guys like Jalen Brown, you can you can make sense of what Shams is doing. Um, by alienating the Suns because, logically speaking, from his perspective, these other teams might have better packages to put together. Mm -hmm. However, comma, the big thing is that KD doesn't want to go to any of those other teams. And so if KD tells you, yeah, if you trade for me, I'm going to sit out, I'm not going to play, you're going to have to freaking figure that out, then you're not going to take on that that kind of diva. You're not going to take on that drama. So that leaves the Suns in kind of a primary position to get – KD, and that's what I think Shams completely missed the mark on, um, and why he did backtrack a little bit. I'm sure he got some heat from Suns fans yesterday too. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, I think he was the phrasing he used in the article was most significant teams that could trade for him. So you could take that as a slight to saying the Suns still are not a significant team, which we're used to as Arizona sports fans by now. Or you can take it as he was talking in terms of potential trade packages because. Let's be honest, at this point with Aiton being back, that did hurt what the Suns can offer. They will have to loop in a third or a fourth team, which makes things more complicated. Um, But it is interesting how a lot of the national media has glossed over Phoenix as one of those teams that's consistently mentioned when Kevin Durant was, you know, like reported as this is where he wants to go. Like this is the one spot that we know for sure from Shams, from Woj, from Chris Haynes, when they all reported the first trade request, it was he wants to go to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of dead silent on that front because in most people's eyes, DA being re-signed takes them out of the running, which isn't necessarily true. Two two things. I I think that Suns fans kind of flexed on Shams and got him him all uh, (laughs) up in his feels about it. But um, uh, <laughs> but also look the look and the sound like oh man it's like you guys plan that. Look, J- James Jones, if you told me he was former CIA, right, I would buy believe you because the man operates in the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening here again. There's not a lot of chatter about the Suns because James Jones doesn't let shit leak. Mm-hmm. So if things aren't coming out, the assumption is. They're not in on it. They're not part of it. It's not going to happen because he they're not leaking it, you know. And and the Nets, if you're looking at it from their perspective, if they're the source of this, right? And they say it's it's Boston, it's Toronto, it's Miami, what does that do? Puts pressure on the Suns because maybe they the Nets don't think the Suns are offering enough. It, there's so many different ways that that all could be played. It's not it's not overly concerning to me, honestly. Right. And, and we need to remember at this time of year, it's all about leverage plays. And these reports that we're seeing, the reports that you're getting, your sources, you're only as good as your sources. Like they are coming from specific people with specific agendas, and that's what's being leaked. So it's worth remembering that all of this stuff needs to be taken with a grain of salt at this time. All right. We have a super chat from CBKRA. Not sure how to say that, but thank you for your super chat. They asked, how soon do they have to trade Durant to get the most value? Before training camp? What do you guys Uh, think? They would have to go back to June 30th when the request. (laughs) (laughs) They've lost leverage. Right now, uh, they're negotiating against themselves. It's going like this. Well, they lost leverage because they had a certain owner that came out and tweeted something. Right in the aftermath of all this. So much drama, you guys. So yesterday afternoon, after we had time to kind of digest the initial Shams report, we got a tweet from Joe Sai himself. He said, our front office and coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. Basically calling KD's bluff like, if it's you or them, well, they got my support. So... Mm disastrous or we're we're guess we're gonna move you in my opinion that's a disastrous move i have no idea why he tweeted that out because you are signaling to the rest of the world that you are going to choose your gm and your coach over this player and that lets other teams in the league know exactly what you're thinking and where you stand 
And that makes it easier to say, okay, well, if you have to trade him, then if that's your stance, your offer is going to be less now. I, I have no idea why he tweeted that. Or is it like a million other votes of confidence that GMs and owners give and next week he blows both of them out? Like, I, I That's not a good look. That's a blatant lie that you just broadcast to the world and then you okay. go back on your word that and makes would, you look worse it would Who's be gonna go work there now oh, right. Somebody hold will, on hold on you're gonna have questions they, we've true. seen this in sports so many times we Not believe strength. in our head coach we mm. believe you know we're, we they have my confidence and then a week later they get fired but that's when they get asked a question unsolicited here's what i'm gonna not tweet. only that but it's like, also not by the hand of a player Right. Like a player dictating that, that you have to get rid fair. of a GM and a coach, that's the biggest domino that's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I can't remember another situation where a player was like, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. <laughs> if they're still here, I'm out. Like, that, that's a tough thing. Like, if you're Joe Sy and you fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks, good luck trying to find a, a, a good quality GM or coach to come into that situation um, because it's going to be difficult because they know KD's the one that has the power. To be clear, I mean, we know that this has happened behind closed doors before where a player demands. That's uh, one uh, thing, but, but, but taking it public no, from no, the I, owner is a whole nother game. I'm just, I know Saul knows that, and I wanted to make that clear. You weren't saying players never do that. It, just the public form, the way this all went down, uh, that a player, it's very clear that he demanded people be fired. You know, like... It, Look, Joe Sy I mean, will probably I mean, shit, regret most, that tweet. One but. of the most powerful men in, in, in all of basketball history hated his GM and still couldn't get that dude fired. Um, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, well, Sean Marks hasn't won six titles, or, you know, like, to be fair. So. <laughs> That's true. Cesar in the chat says, you know he regrets that tweet, LOL. I bet you he's kicking himself for letting his emotions get the best yeah. of him. Guess what, though? Even if he does fire those two, He's got billions of dollars, so A, he doesn't give a shit, and B, he'd be able to pay somebody enough money to convince them to go to Brooklyn and work I mean, there's for one the guy Nets, that would yeah. that would go and be the GM of, of the Brooklyn Nets if they got fired. I'll take that contract right <laughs> now. <laughs> can, can I put on the tinfoil hat? Uh -oh. You guys want to join me in the tinfoil hat club? No, we'll see. <laughs> All right. I'll let you know after how I feel. Oh, you always do. I, I have no <laughs> doubt that you will. So there's a... a a common denominator in a few things here. Steve Nash. Remember when everybody was up in arms that the Suns traded him to Lakers and he took the Lakers down from the inside? Oh, Jesus, mm -hmm. here we go. And now he's at the Nets uh -huh. and he's taking the Nets down from the inside <laughs> and KD might wind up here. Uh -huh. Steve Nash is the greatest double agent in sports history. Put him in the ring of honor twice if KD winds up in Phoenix because he's doing the Lord's work by bringing the Suns uh, all the help that they could get. Steve, I salute you. And if Sean Marks is in on it too, you get a salute as well, gentlemen. Thanks for being great sons. Put uh, put the tinfoil hat away now. Uh, the tinfoil hat club has uh, commenced. So. I wish, I'm not mad at this one. I think it's funny. I wish y'all could have seen Saul's face during that whole <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you like you love somebody so much that you can never see any of the wrong that they do and you just believe that they have your best interest in mind no matter what it just i i, I applaud you for that kind of uh that hope and the obliviousness it's true but that is not what's happening <laughs> steve, steve nash is is such a uh wouldn't it make you feel better though agent. if it was what? Let him have this moment. Let, Let him have this moment. Would he not be the greatest son ever if that was what he was doing? I, mean, I took down the Lakers and then I brought you the greatest son ever. Other than me. I just <laughs> Steve Nash gets more flowers than James Jones in this scenario, and I want to punch us both for it. There's no way. Oh, oh my gosh. I think that's hilarious. All right. Uh, our last little nugget of the Kevin Durant situation, Christian Winfield Nets and NBA reporter for NY Daily News tweeted out sources. Kevin Durant's boundless love for basketball is not a reason to believe he'll show up for training camp if the Nets don't acknowledge his trade request. This is a question that I had something on because we did get a report a few weeks ago saying that he's not the kind of guy that's going to sit out training mm -hmm. camp. He's not going to do that. Well, this contradicts that. So, yeah, his source is logic. 
Like, why <laughs> did anybody really believe Kevin Durant loves basketball so much that he's going to go against what he's demanded just so he can put some shoes on and play hoops? No, he's not going to do that. Why is he going to go against his own interest and what he's fought for all offseason just because he loves basketball? <laughs> well, I don't know that it's just because he loves basketball. It's just that. You're taking it a whole nother level they, if you're refusing sure, to show up. It, they played it off as if it's his love of who. And Espro's minimization skills have gone to another level on He's this also show. 34 and coming off an Achilles injury. Like maybe he He's doesn't want to waste some the shoes season. and play some hoops. Like that's, that's it. That's all He's he such a nice guy. He that's never, all he has on he the line. He never screw the nets by not showing up to training camp. Do we do we operate on the same plane of existence? Are these I mean, all Pollyannic people? People that are like, Kevin Durant's too nice. Not going to happen. Like, Look, I'm going to say what I said back then. I said that's the first step, and then the next step is going to be a report that comes out that says, okay, maybe he will, he would be willing to skip out on training camp if he doesn't get what he wants. This is exactly that next step. And it's, you know, Christian Winfield said a source told him he pushed back on that idea that KD would sit out of training camp. So I, I don't know. It just feels like the next logical step in – Kevin Durant forcing his way out. All of this is calculated. All of this needs time to unfold. It's following a very formulaic plot right now. And why do I don't understand why everybody's like Kevin Durant, such a good guy. Has anybody ever seen Kevin Durant on Twitter? Kevin Durant is ruthless. And when a guy excuse shows you who he is. Me. Excuse me. <laughs> hard pause. When a guy shows you who he is because he claps back at Freaking trolls who are to... dicks to him on the internet? That makes him a dick now? I'm not saying he's a <laughs> dick, on. but I'm saying he has a side to him that he's willing to be who that guy if he needs to be. Show me one person who doesn't. I'll show that's, you somebody who's lying. That's my point, though. This Liar. 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 back just as much as any of us do. But that's, that's I wanted my... to see if she would notice. She was, she's got plenty of anger to spread. That is my whole point, though. People act as if he's one-dimensional in this way, and I'm like, no. There's a guy there that's willing to do what he wants to preserve his self-interest. Like, it's just dumb. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break before I ask you my last question. Uh, let me tell you guys about the cool things they got going on with our friends over at Four Peaks Brewery. Right now, our Toast of the Month sweepstake is live at gophnx.com, and one lucky winner will get a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To enter into that sweepstakes, all you have to do is go over to phnx.com or click the link in the show notes. Also, if you don't want to wait until the end of the month to find out if you won, you can be a winner yourself by just going to the Four Peaks Brewery or stopping at your local grocery store and grabbing some Four Peaks beer. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 or older to enjoy that beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Can we take a minute and just applaud Chelsea for that (laughs) beautiful uh, transition there that you can be a winner? I like Um, it. The question I have, because I've seen it a lot in the chat, is that after all of this, everything that has gone down around Kevin Durant, who he is as a person or who he is not as a person, it's up to you. Are you concerned at all about having him in Phoenix? A lot of people in the chat today have been like, he's too drum- he's too dramatic, too much drama. I'm nervous. This is that. I don't want him here anymore. No. Y'all have those feelings? No. You know why? Because this Suns team is petty as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. Chris Paul, petty. Booker, petty. KD Petty. I love it. I want to see these three absolutely create chaos. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay because it's a good kind of chaos. It's like, oh, okay, you want to talk all your shit. Well, remember when we beat you by 40 and and then they just walk away. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Um, so I'm here for it. I, I'm, I think he'll be happy here. Just br- embrace the, the, the inner darkness. Be the villains. Welcome to the upside down of the NBA. I don't care if you've got every single guy that people think is petty. Oh, I'm fine with it. Bring bring the damn trophy. We have a shirt for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the honestly, petty kings. just there just it own it. Like, I who cares? Just be that and embrace it. If it gets you a title, if it doesn't, then we'll we'll second guess down the road. Oh, but yeah. right now, hey, let's do it. Yeah, completely agree. I feel like he, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker would all see eye to eye as far as their approach to the game, how hard they work, and the way that they're kind of all, they can be assholes on the court, but if you're channeling those three assholes against the other team, that's hard to stop. That's a hard thing to overcome. 
if he wins you a title, it's a no-brainer. I don't care how it ends. Just it, win a title. We're already, like like somebody said in the chat, we're already kind of like, I don't know how it happened, but we became like kind of the villains in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like the Suns are like one of the most yeah. hated teams in the NBA, and I'm here for it. Right. I don't mind that at all. It's almost like a calling card. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy about it, and if KD comes to the Suns, let us raise a fucking banner. I promise you, you will rue the day we ever rose a banner <laughs> and carried that Larry O'Brien down the fucking oh, Central man. Avenue. It'll be chaos. It'll be insufferable. I also think <laughs> oh, yeah. that it's Good. like it's situational, right? The way that you could say Kevin Durant is acting right now. Granted, you could go back and look at different things, but he was free agents both of those times. So it's not the same. It's situational in the sense that like it is kind of a shit show, if you will, over in Brooklyn right now with everything going on behind the scenes, even then we're just getting a glimpse of, right? So if he's in the thick of it and he's like, yo, this is probably one of my last contracts, my last few good years in this league. Like, I don't want to spend it dealing with this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to go somewhere else. And we're on the opposite end of that right now in Phoenix. We used to be that. We were afraid Devin was going to pull what Katie's pulling right now, and he didn't. And now we've gone through the thick of it, and we're on the other side. Our grass is actually green now. Look, I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the only reason people have a problem with this is because it's millionaires and billionaires fighting. But the average person would do the same thing for themselves if they're in a situation that they don't feel is right in their career – they find a way to get out of it, even if they have, a, you know, a, a a clause that they a non compete clause or whatever the case may be. They find a way out of it to get themselves to a better situation. Kevin Durant has that right. I don't think it's drama or him trying to screw things up. He's saying what is right for me is not what this is. Hey, listen, he's going to come here and he's going to let the waters of the Maya Day Club soothe him, and everything is going to be all good. For KD here in the Valley, baby. Let's go. Hey, hey by, the, by the way, we'll be out there next Saturday. Oh, geez. There you oh, go. By, there we go. By the oh, way, Shane, what, what day of the week is be. it? I will. <laughs> Shane, be on the Mac. What day of the week is it? Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. <laughs> you. You, you all thought we were going to go a Tuesday without it, but I brought us a trade oh that will boy. piss off Nets fans more than anything, and oh I boy. hope this is the final oh one God, just that's... so they all can have their heads explode. Oh God. <laughs> it's Kevin Durant for Jay Crowder, Dario Sarge, campaign, Tory Craig, Cam Johnson, and four first-round picks. I So you keep Mikhail Bridges, Nets fans get all pissed off, and Kevin Durant's here. This is the ultimate. This is the holy grail to me. I want this so bad just to piss off the interwebs. Oh, wow. I mean, I okay. wouldn't be... I wouldn't be that upset. I, I actually have a more realistic trade. Oh, but, go ahead, but go ahead. Do you have a thought on this? No, I mean, that would be phenomenal. That would never, ever happen, but that would be <laughs> phenomenal because then you'd, pro- you'd arguably have one of the most talented starting fives in NBA history. And probably one of the worst benches in NBA yes. history to go along yes. with. Yes, <laughs> but that starting five of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Mikhail Bridges, and DeAndre, ooh, man, that's I- never going to happen. I'm just so <laughs> sick of Nets fans. That's what it is. Up in my mentions. Speak oh, it into never gonna happen. you guys. You, you got Warriors <laughs> fans doing it too. I'm like, yeah, you all are going to be pretty damn pissed off if it actually happens. And I want it to happen in the most catastrophic way possible for whatever team you root for. True. Well, I'm going to take one for the team tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I'm going to trade myself out. Because oh. we have a special guest. Oh, we do. Oh. Yeah. Do we have the graphic there, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> Shane is, Shane is underprepared just, for us to just throw random things. I'm not bl- Let me take my time. I'm not blaming you. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. we screw you. you guys. Poke the bear one too many times. You've been waiting for it. I'm pissed off Lindsay and Shane today. You two are next. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm good today. I'm in a good mood. I'm, I'm yes. happy. Did you not remember why you started? <laughs> I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to 
gonna trade myself for Jock Lindale tomorrow. Jock is gonna take my spot. He's gonna join us on the show. You're welcome, Arizona. You're welcome. And I'm sorry I paid homage to the late great Olivia Newton John Lindsay. <laughs> Greatest. That's not what it was about. Greatest trade ever. It's a pretty good trade. Real quick, let's reel it back in just a little bit because we did have a guest join us today and we got to get into that. But I do have a question for you guys. We got one from the chat that said, on our sweepstakes, can you enter just one time or multiple times? I'm just content. I, I'm, not, I don't manage all Max. this. Sort of <laughs> oh, Dude, I apologize to everybody who's listening with headphones on right now. I'm just gonna, I'll say this. You can you can enter as many times as you want. I just don't know how many of them will count. As many as you're allowed to on the website, I suppose. I don't know. Does that's that answer best, it? That's the best answer that you guys are going to get today. But we do have one more sweepstakes I want to tell you about. OGs, we've got free stuff for you with the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. So one winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including the orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. You're going to get an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up for this one, same place, gophnx.com, or click the link in our show notes. And you can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands, or you can find their products at your local dispensary. But again, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay. Now, on to our special guest. Yes. This goes much better than whatever the hell this first part of it does. It's much better. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, Max, can people enter multiple times to win the Taste of Life or the Four Peaks sweepstakes? Hey, there you go. Multiple times. The answer is yes. You can do it, yes. They can't hear him. I was getting to that point. Roll it, Shane. We've got a special guest joining us now, Dwayne Washington Jr. Dwayne, thank you so much for joining us. I'm I'm guessing the last three weeks have maybe been a little chaotic. How has the last three weeks been? And are you even here in Phoenix yet? Uh, hey guys, uh, nice to meet everybody. Um, yeah, last last couple of weeks have been they've been great. Nonetheless, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff has been happening. A lot of stuff has been changing, but all for the better. And um, you know, super super excited about this this next opportunity I got. Um, you know, and it's always a blessing to be in the position that I'm in. So as chaotic as it's been, it's just always been good stuff and uh, been been able to keep a, a straight um, a straight head and I've got got a great support system with me. So uh, everything's been great, been doing just fine. Uh, but I'm actually I'm still in Indiana right now. I'm getting you know my my uh, my move on and we'll uh, be out there in a few weeks. Nice. Awesome. So you've got a you've got a friend there with you. Let's just disclaimer in case we hear some barking in the background. Who you got in the car with you? Uh, this is Draco. This is Draco. He's a kind of Corso. He's my guy. He's my little guy. He's watching the, the car for us right now. So if he barks, appreciate it. But he, he's a little crazy. So <laughs> well, what was what was your initial reaction when? the Pacers made the decision that they did when they signed DeAndre Ayton, your new teammate, uh, to his offer sheet? Yeah. Um, you know, we had uh, heard some things, uh, you know, c- conversed a little bit going back and forth. Um, you know, so it wasn't a, a super, um, you know, like unscripted uh, uh, type of deal. Um, but, yeah, so uh, just, you know, played a few games in summer league and uh, got the call and uh, – it was a it, w- it was a um, a very like you know love hate just you know like part of the business and uh, I told myself that day um, that you know that was something that I didn't ever want to feel again and uh, I was I was gonna work my work my tail off even harder than I have been before so um, yeah I found out I was out in summer league and then uh, actually headed home that day um, just to kind of clear my head and you know get out get all my thoughts straight and um, yeah. So, I, I, we all like to envision that the the NBA is kind of petty. Um, so there's a there's a there's a scenario in our minds that James Jones was like, "Don't try to sign Da," and then they sign Da, and they're like, "You know what? We're gonna try and get D Wash now too." Uh, how long did it take before James Jones reached out to you? Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, man, I took a couple of days just to myself. Um, I'm expecting. Uh, baby boy here in, in November soon. So just uh, it was with my girlfriend and, and my dogs, man, just hanging out. Um, 
took a few days off of basketball as well. So those those days were great. And then I uh, t- talked back with my uh, my agent uh, when the week started. Um, had a few um, teams, you know, calling, asking around, and you know, uh, had to let my waivers clear, uh, of course. And then um, no no one picked up my waivers, and uh, you know, the, the Suns reached out and they told us that they were interested and. You know the market had been kind of frozen uh, in a, in a sense, you know, due to the uh, the trade requests and stuff going on with with Kevin Durant and uh, a lot of the a lot of the top tier guys in his league. So um, the market was just uh, super super frozen, and uh, basically I, I was kind of you know um, I, I was headed back to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I was I was about to go work out with my dad in the old high school in the hot summer gym. Like I was about to bring it all the way back and. Um, the night I got there, uh, I want to say it was end of July. Yeah. End of July. Yeah. Super end of July. And then, um, he basically, I, I started working out. I got three calls from my agent and they told me, um, Hey, we're, we're going to the suns. And you know, it was, it was amazing. So, um, as soon as I got to Grand Rapids, I had to leave the next day to get a flight to Phoenix, and it was <laughs> a long, long day, but it was it was all worth it. I uh, got to see the beautiful new practice facility, got to meet a couple of the players, got to meet um, James Jones himself, I got to meet the owner, I got to meet um, got to meet everybody, so it was great. Um, but yeah, a couple couple weeks after, I want to say two, three weeks after was when uh, it, it officially was, this is what we're going to do, and um, blessings, man, like I said before. That's great. And, and you had talked about things kind of changing for the better in your mind. Just kind of what were your impressions of the Suns from afar last year and what you feel you can bring to this group? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I just I have great awareness of my of, of uh, you know, what, what what's necessary. And um, I've been a winner my whole life. Um, so, you know, going into a, a, a situation last year where a couple of years have been down, um, for me, I just tried to go out there and be who I could be and, and bring the energy and bring um, the passion that I have and play with every day and, and, and every single day. And uh, now to be, you know, from, from going to a, a bottom five team to a top five team in the NBA, um, it's like a it's like a light switch, blink of an eye. Um, and, you know, I'm super, super excited to just see how guys operate, see how guys move, um, you know, follow directions, listen, learn, like get better um, and, and also be who I am, you know, just just be who I can be and whatever they ask of me, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I give 110% and, and just learn. Like I've got uh, my big road D book on the team and, and, and uh, Tory Craig, I play with TC and Indy and, you know, those guys are going to take me under the wing. And then we've got a hall of fame point guard and Chris Paul. And, and, and I just, you know, I can't, I, I can't uh, explain enough how excited I am to, to just go learn and, and retain information and sponge everything. So um, I'm, I'm super excited, man. I can shoot the ball. I could I could pass the ball like it just it's it's kind of um, give and take man whatever the team needs at the time is something that I can I can do for sure. You you mentioned book as far as uh, your bro, can you tell us a little bit about your guys' relationship growing up in Grand Rapids? Like how did that kind of all get started as far as you two being friends? Yeah, so my, our parents knew each other. Man, basketball is a small world. It's it's, it's the biggest world, but it's also the smallest. And. <laughs> um, his father and my father knew each other. My dad's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, he ended up playing uh, some some ball in Grand Rapids and ended up selling down there. So that was that was how that happened. But as far as me and D Book, uh, I grew up watching D Book play for the Grand Rapids Storm. Like I mean, he was on the B team and he was on the, in, the, in the sixth grade, and I was super super young, like sixth seventh grade. Like he was he was in seventh. I was in the third fourth. Like going to the games, just trying to you know like watch the dudes. And um, you know he only played one year on the on the real, like, like the real team, that was our, uh, that was his either eighth grade year. And then he ended up moving down uh, to Mississippi with his dad in high school. So, you know, our relationship was, was from a distance. Like I got to watch him grow up, you know, get better and play for the Mississippi challenge on the UIBL, commit to Kentucky, go to Kentucky. Like I got to watch all this stuff. And uh, we always were in touch, always on the phone. Just, just like, he basically would tell me like, I'll see you soon. Like, I'll see you here. Like, I'll see you like like you're next, like you're you're next, like and he just he just kept like believing in me when when it felt like a lot of people weren't. So um it's all real, man. Like like I said, he 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 definitely grew up and he grew up like thirty minutes in Granville. Like like Granville, they were maroon and white. And 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 I went to Grandpa's Christian High School and grew up in the Kentwood area. So everything is super familiar and and, and um it feels full circle. It's just crazy, like 
Um, I had a, I had a, uh, my, my uncle is Derek Fisher and he came to, uh, Phoenix one year for Larry Fitzgerald's all-star, uh, baseball celebrity softball game. And, and, uh, I, I knew D- I was 17 at the time going to Sierra Canyon and our uncle was like, we're going to take a trip. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I knew D book was here. So I, I was at D book's house when he was, when I was 17. So what's that five years ago? So five years ago, D book was young before, you know, the Adidas, Adidas Jersey still in the NBA. Like it was just a different vibe. I don't, the sons were, were on their way up and, and, and to see where he is now and, and where he's grown from is I, I just can't wait to join him, man. Like that's, it just feels right. How about that? Like simple as that. It just feels right. What are you most looking forward to as far as playing with book now that you guys have kind of, like you said, it's all come full circle. What are you most looking forward to about being his teammate? Man, I just understand that we're trying to win and we're trying to win right now. And the expectations are even higher than I expect. So as far as doing what I need to do, as far as playing, as far as being on the court, I'm, I'm going to have to listen and apply and, and, and understand like they, they need a certain, you know, if, if a play is going on and they need somebody in the corner ready to shoot, like that's going to be me. If they, if they need, um, you know, somebody bringing the ball up and having D book come off a, a pin down with Deandre Aiden, then that, then that's what I'll do. And I'll, and I'll put it where it needs to go. So I just, like I said, as far as us being, you know, um, connected and knowing each other and, you know, being brothers and whatnot, um, like we're going to go on the court and, and take care of business and, 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 and um, do what we do. And I can't, like I said, even more, I can't wait to, to learn and to grow and to show like that, that what I will apply what I'm learning from these guys, man. I, like, I, I can't wait to get to Phoenix. If you can't tell, I'm super excited. So. Well, you mentioned that your uncle is Derek Fisher, and that led to another connection that you and Book have, right? You, your love of Kobe Bryant. You, did you have a relationship with Kobe through your uncle? Yeah, man. I um, rest in peace, Uncle Kobe. Uh, rest in peace, Gigi. Those are uh, two amazing people that have been taken from us. And um, yeah, man, Uncle Kobe was <laughs> for me. I, I, I didn't even pay attention to the basketball about Kobe like I, I was too young to really know what was going on like I the times that I met him the times that I hung out with him we were hanging out eating food and playing sorry the game of life and watching movies and uh it was never and and, and, and after the game or or, or and, and you know in the hotel room like I I never got to you know really talk basketball like I just he saw me grow he saw me grow and Every time he would he would see me the next game, it would be every couple months, my uncle, the Lakers would come into town. I was staying in Michigan, so we would go to the Bulls game, the, the Pacers game, the um, Pistons, the Cavs, uh, the Bucks, anything around. Like, we were trying to get there. And, you know, some every finals, we would try to make it out and, you know, do what we did. And um, But, yeah, every time he saw me, he just would acknowledge how much taller I got, how much how I'm doing in school. Like, how, how, if, am I being a good son? Am I, am I listening to my parents? Like, it was just – it was just – it was such an amazing thing to see like a basketball player of that status and of that greatness to, to, to be able to care about somebody who he doesn't see that much or, um, you know, his relationship is through his, his teammate. And, um, you know, I called him uncle Kobe, you know, he used to pick me up every time he saw me and, um, just kind of grew up around that culture, man, just, just winning culture, winning basketball, winning, winning people, people in life who win. Like that's, that's just, that's just who I am. That's who I want to surround myself with. And, um, and book knows that. And, and, and that's why he, um, you know, is such is, uh, pulled towards Kobe so much, uh, you know, the, the energy that he gives often, it's just, the, it requires greatness. And, and that's something that I'm trying to, uh, chase. And I know the book is after it. Um, be legendary, man. That's, that's, that, that's what it is in a nutshell. When, when was the first time you beat your uncle, uh, Derek at, at basketball? <laughs> he let us in on, on a little family, family secret here. Yeah, so so honestly, uh, I hope he watches this one day and and he sees <laughs> me say this. We've never played one on one before. Really? Oh. So you calling him out right so now? I'm calling him out right. <laughs> Let's go. <now. laughs> Let's go. Come get some us. <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> oh, that's nah, awesome. But, but we we definitely man. I always tell my dad this too. My dad my dad says I wasn't ready, and then when I got ready, now he's too old. And then, and, and, and my uncle, I never really, I, I, honestly, I never told him. Like, I, I never, 
we used to shoot. We used to. I, I used to. We used to shoot, and I, and like I said, I was too young. I, I wasn't ready. Like, but now I'm ready. So, so we'll have to see what, what we can get. What we can get done with that. <laughs> All right, Dwayne. I gotta agree with you as far as being ready now, because you know, once we got the news that you would be joining the Suns, my favorite thing to do is go back and watch a player's highlights, because you know we're all so laser focused on the Suns, so it's fun to learn about other players' games. And for sure, I went back. I watched every basket you made last year. So I kind of got to ask, because I'm curious now, what was your favorite highlight from your rookie season? Uh, I would say the dunk I had in <laughs> San Antonio. Yep, there you that go. Was, that, was, that was like... Here it is right here, baby. Let's yeah. go. Boom, boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you guys were going to pop it up like that. No, we're that we're lucky the, Gerald guessed right. We had we had that one ready. Yeah, so. had it ready, right? That was that was the first uh that was like the first like like NBA like like you know how I obviously it didn't look like LeBron's, but you know, LeBron <laughs> comes down the lane and just takes over over everybody. Like that's what I felt like. How about that? That's how I felt. <laughs> so it was great. And um expect more of that, man. I'm even more confident. I'm even more strong. I'm even more ready. I'm 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 I have a year under my belt, fifty NBA games, like ex- expect even more of that. I, I can't wait to, to get out there, man, and, and show what I really can do. So there's a there's another one that we were talking about earlier that you know sometimes you watch a play you're like oh 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 you know what I mean like that kind of that this one against the Knicks mm. you got quickly uh, yeah. I mean yeah. you had three different moves that were all I mean solid really yes, really solid yes sir I mean when when you make a move like that and you you spin it then you hit him with a step back like <laughs> I mean I mean it it almost feels just as good as a dunk right yeah no for sure man I. Look, it was in the garden as well. So, uh, you know, I, 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 and for me, I love road games. I'm a, I'm a road warrior. I love silencing the crowd and making people, you know, question like, oh, whoa, like, are we going to win? And, and, you know, all you heard was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. But we, we was down. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm humble, man. But, but it definitely was, you know, I wish we could have won that game and took it home, but uh, had, a, had a big moment in there and uh, blessed for the opportunity for sure. Do you, do, do you hear when the fans chirp at you? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you hear everything. If you, if you, if you, if you're aware and you're, you know, if you're aware of your surroundings, you, you definitely hear everything, especially courtside, especially courtside. Do you, sure. do you like it? Do you like it when they chirp at you? Uh, it just depends, man. Like, you know, I, I mean, I've seen it a lot where, you know, I've seen it personally last year. Uh, somebody said something to LeBron and he had 45 and, you know, you say something to D book and then he has 60 or like, you know what I mean? Like dudes, like dudes that you're talking to, you got to be a little, you know, some, for some fans just want to see a good game and, you know, but sometimes it hurts the home team. If you're saying something to the fans <laughs> yeah. and then now you turned on a, a monster who can't be stopped, you know? So I love mm-hmm. it. Me personally, I love it. And, um, I'm with, I'm with it all. So, so I, I can't wait, man. Like I keep saying that. You guys are getting me amped. I'm about to go to the gym after this. Y'all ready. Like, I'm about to go get right. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. We now know why your uncle's ducking you on one-on-one after watching that quickly play. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, he, he had locks, though. That's He had locks, for real. He used to he used to sit down on everybody. That was his <laughs> that was his steelo, for sure. All right, Dwayne. Uh, Saul's got a rapid-fire questions kind of segment for you. But before we do that, I just want to know, do you have a nickname what is what can we call you? Uh, y'all can call uh, Wiz. It's in my. I put it in the uh, okay. the group chat thing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what. Uh, let's rock with that Wiz. Leave it at that. All right, Perfect. love that. Perfect. All right. So rapid fire <laughs> questions. First thing that pops into your head when I ask you these questions. Uh, and here we go. You ready? All let's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Favorite favorite NBA player. Stephen Curry. Uh, favorite food. Wow. Wings. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what artists do you listen to before games? Ooh. Um, Future and Youngboy. YB, YB. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. <laughs> Greatest TV show of all time? Greatest TV show of all time. Wow. Wow. Let's say SpongeBob. Let's just SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, dunk yeah. on someone or cross them over dirty? Cross them over bad, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, if you got tattoos, what's your favorite tattoo? <sighs> um, great question. 
my favorite tattoo is I have a lion on my chest. It was my second tattoo I received. Um, it just represents uh, how lions, the male lions, take care of their pride, and and uh, my family is my pride, and um, it's my favorite animal, and that's something I live by. So for sure. Uh, beat book one on one or dunk on them in practice. Which one would you like? I'm gonna do both. <laughs> <laughs> At least once. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah. One on one though. One, but both. I mean, yeah, both. But one on one. If I had to choose one on one for sure. Play at play at home or playing on the road. Playing on the road. Yep. There you go. Pretty simple. <laughs> My awesome. guy. Yeah. Make Wait. sure. Hey, cut cut that one out. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wiz, thank you so yeah. much for joining us Wiz, today. We appreciate awesome. your time. We're so sure. happy to have you here in Phoenix. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll, I'll make sure I come see you guys soon, and we can chop it up even more. Yeah, good, man. Have a good one. Sounds. Thank you so much. We'll be in contact. Thank you guys. He's the best. Dude, he's awesome. He's gonna be he's a awesome. fan favorite for sure. Hell yeah, Wiz. Let's Wiz. go. <laughs> uh, hey, I love his energy. I love the fact that you know he's got some confidence. And uh, some. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, you got you got to at the in the at, at the NBA level. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even even his boy Book. You know, it was like, hey, I'm still gonna try and get him. You know what I mean? Like, and I can't wait for him to come into town and, and hopefully he gets to come to our new studios. He's got Sean DePaz level confidence. <laughs> yeah, it's a little irrational, yes, for sure. But I, I love still it. love it. I, I still love, love it. it. Yeah. That wink wink, cut that out at the end. <laughs> he, he's oh. you can tell he's oh. got a really good personality. He's probably gonna fit in perfectly yeah. with this team. Yeah, Book and Derek Fisher are gonna see those clips. So we're just gonna make sure. <laughs> oh, we're gonna make sure of it for sure. Tag him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you guys are curious for more information information about Dwayne. I wrote about him last week when he first joined the team. A lot of good stuff breaking down his game there. Um, and I thought he did a pretty good job breaking it down as well. He can shoot. He can play make. And it'll be exciting to have a good locker room guy on this team and kind of see what he can do here. Yeah, I'm going to guess he gets more minutes than uh, the last point guard from Indiana that uh, that came here, the young guard, uh, little Mr. Holiday. I think he'll be getting more rotational minutes than... Uh, and he did so well. Let's hope so, anyway. Because yeah. well, either way, it'd be nice to, to know last, what yeah. you're getting, right? <laughs> it's tough to it's get nice last. to know <laughs> what a player brings to the table at the very least. All I'm saying. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what, though, if I were betting on his answer for best TV show of all time, I would have definitely lost <laughs> oh, yeah. with the SpongeBob comment. I'm I'm all for it. Love SpongeBob, but I would have definitely lost. He's so young that SpongeBob is a classic cartoon for him. That's the thing. Oh my gosh. Well speaking of betting, if you guys want to do that, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code PHNX when you sign up because if you use that promo code after you make your first deposit, you're gonna get a risk free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What you can also bet on uh, that has high odds is a stupid-ass bot jumping in the chat every <laughs> fucking show. It's so annoying. And I'm sorry, people. It's We have no control over it. It's just those things that we have to keep eliminating every single time they pop up and so we do our best. You leave love-chat-x-z-y out of this, all right? It's one well, of our best viewers. You know? All I'm saying is you know when they started showing up, right? After the logos draft. Was that when it was? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just right. saying. Saul brought this upon no. each and every first one of all, us. First of all, I'm clearly, just that just shows that you don't look at the chat because that thing has been around for a long time <laughs> in a different version before. Those sex bots have always showed up. Clearly, it was It's a not joke. because I put the Pornhub logo on the fucking screen. I promise you. Clearly, it was Was that a your joke. first or your second round pick? I can't it was the first. It was my first. It was first. First overall. <laughs> She had Playboy, so it's not too far off. She went classy. Uh, she went classy porn. I went, I went rampage porn. Oh, man. Oh, okay, my God. With that, that's that's with not that, a good that, phrase. Like video game or not? Is that the right term? No? I'm sorry. 
We're going to go ahead and say goodbye because yeah. wow. I feel like we're going to get ourselves into a little bit of trouble. Get us out of here. Uh, quick reminder, <laughs> we want you to stay safe and healthy. So COVID-19 vaccines are a great way to do that. They're free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. We will see you guys tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m., same place, same time. We'll be live Right here. Until then, you Jacqueline can follow Dale. me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AC. Sure? We should bring Jacqueline Dale in after whatever. <laughs> after my comment he's and after, he's he's not here. And after okay. the fact that Lindsay did not like anything I had to say today, it's probably a good idea for me to leave the show. Um, it was two things, and that's it. Uh, you can follow Saul at Saul underscore She Bookman. was my crush, Lindsay. Can, that's fine. That part you could have said. Totally fine. We're so cursed. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Much Just remember, like, folks, when you okay, have feelings, you got to express <laughs> them. Much like Saul's uh, first crush, <laughs> this show made me feel some weird things. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team moved like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lob. Best combo since KJ.